0: You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Would you be surprised to know that the most popular episode of our podcast? has to do with the yield curve the yield curve is in the news and well i will i'll go back and say the yield curve episode was from april of 2019 i'll get to i'll get to more about that in just a minute the reason i mention this though is i'm getting a lot of questions from people about the yield curve what's going on the yield curve the uh, wall street journal uh, just today, we're recording this here right at the end of November. The headline is "Yield Curve Inversion Reaches New Extremes." That is a an attention grabbing headline, right? And if, even if you get into the the body of it, it says the yields on longer on longer term U.S. Treasuries have fallen further below those on short term bonds. That's an inversion, than at any time in decades. Um, so that is uh, that is eye eye opening. I won't say eye popping. It's eye opening. Uh, and, and the Wall Street Journal goes on to say it's a sign that investors think that the Fed's close to to winning its battle on inflation, regardless of the cost. Economic activity. Read, we're going to have a recession, and that's what we're talking about. When when you are reading these articles or seeing the headlines of yield curve inversion, it's because folks are talking about the yield curve as an indicator for uh, an on, whether we have a, a recession on the way or not. Because historically, when the yield curve inverts, you get a recession. And we've actually had a couple uh, episodes already about the yield curve and the yield curve inverting. Getting back to our most popular episode ever, which is just simply titled Yield Curve, it's from April of 2019, it's because the Federal Reserve was cranking on interest rates, cranking up interest rates in late 2018. And that's actually, for many of you listening, if you've been investing for years, probably the last year that you had a negative return on your portfolio was 2018. And it's because the Federal Reserve was cranking up interest rates. It was signaling a recession. I, I guess you could say the yield curve inversion signal was accurate, in 2019, because in 2020, we had a recession. Now, the cause of that recession was COVID and a global pandemic and us calling a timeout on the global economy and pulling all the players off the field. So the reasoning can change, but the results are are the same. And so I thought it would be easier, mostly because some of these early podcast episodes we had we're dull. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. You know, as we were kind of getting used to doing this whole thing, um, we were, we were finding our way, finding our voice. So I will, I wanted to go back not just because it's the most popular, but actually address this yield curve again, because the yield curve has inverted again. And not all yield curves are created the same. But the shape of the US Treasury yield curve is often looked at as a barometer for US economic growth. And more specifically, it really reflects how the Federal Reserve intends to stimulate or slow economic growth by cutting or raising its policy rate. And each tenor on the curve is roughly the expected policy rate plus or minus a term premium. Um, And so that's the the expected compensation for lending for longer periods of time. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here, but suffice to say in normal quote normal times, if we even have those any longer, the yield curve is upward sloping, meaning the longer maturity treasury yields are higher than the shorter maturity treasury yields. I, I always explain this as you think most people understand CDs at the bank, security de- uh, uh, certificates of deposit at the bank a three-month CD pays less than a six-month CD that pays less than a one-year CD that pays less than a three-year CD, right? The the longer term the CD, you get compensated more for being locked in for a longer period of time. So, you're, so a long-term, a five-year CD is going to pay you a higher rate of interest than a three-month CD, right? That would be, I guess, the yield curve of CDs. Something is drastically screwed up. If a, if a, three-month CD or a two-year CD is paying you more than a 10-year CD. And that's kind of where we get into this yield curve stuff. Because when, like now, inflationary pressures are pretty apparent and the Fed wants to slow demand, shorter maturity securities eventually kind of out-yield longer maturity securities. And that is the inversion of the yield curve. I was talking earlier today with Steve Jolly who is another advisor at our office and he was talking at uh, our local ski resort has a problem with its snow because it has an inversion there where the top of the mountain is warmer than the bottom of the mountain there's some inversion going inversion means upside down right and so when the yield inversion we've got a yield inversion meaning things are backwards or upside down and I think that's where we get into the predictive record of the yield curve because the predictive record of the yield curve inversion depends on which parts of the yield curve are inverted. There are two that are the most popular. The two most popular yield curve indexes are the difference between the two-year treasury yield and the 10-year treasury yield. And then the other one is the three-month T-bill and the 10-year treasury. Of these two, the two-year to 10-year Yield, treasury yield curve is the most popular with the man, financial media, the news, mostly because it just tends to invert before the three month and the 10 year, right? So you can get that intention grabbing headline first. And, and going back to the Wall Street Journal headline that I mentioned that the yield curve inversion reaches new extremes, they're talking about the twos and tens. Um, but the predictive signal of the three month to 10 year treasury has actually been more robust over time. Uh, In fact, the past six times, the two to 10 year part of the yield curve inverted, a recession followed on average about 18 months later. However, the length of time between the quickest time to recession, which was six months, and the longest time to recession, which is nearly three years, really kind of complicates the signal. And in the Fed's words, kind of the relationship is probably spurious. Right. Because you're going to get I mean, over a three year time frame, the odds are much higher um, that you're going to have some sort of recessionary period. Right. So because of that, we here at Ford Financial Group and the Federal Reserve, frankly, tend to put more credence on the three month to 10 year treasury yield curve. It has a better track record in predicting recessions, and it has a lead time of about four to six quarters, but as few as two quarters ahead. I'm going to link to one of the LPL charts of the day that shows the, yield, the Treasury yield curve inversion that's currently predicting a U.S. recession, and you can kind of see for yourself what I'm talking about here. But the three-month to 10-year three signal has predicted essentially every U.S. recession, since 1950, with only one false signal in there, which preceded the credit crunch and slowdown in production in 1967. So, over the last 40 or 50 years, a very good indicator. There's even evidence that the predictive relationship exists in other countries, really notably in Germany, Canada, and the UK. And then, on top of that, a, a signal that lasts only one day can be dismissed, but a signal that persists for a month or more, really kind of needs to be taken pretty seriously. So the current three-month to 10-year inversion really began in earnest in October of this year, October 2022. So using historical data as as a bit of a guide, and according to the kind of the quantitative metrics of this, we're likely at least two quarters away from a recession. This is, I've said this over and over, this has been the best telegraphed recession we've ever had. Uh, and then, but it's also important to note that the yield curve inversion doesn't provide much evidence here, in terms of the length or the magnitude of a potential recession. Because over time, we've seen deep inversions followed by shallow re- shallow recessions, and shallow inversions followed with deep recessions. So the only signal here that's being provided by these yield curve inversions is that a recession's likely over the next few quarters. And so this is where we get into parsing out this a little bit more because you don't want to be just gripped by the headlines or re- yield curve is deeply inverted. A recession's on the way. Yeah, it's deeply inverted. It's been inverted for a while now. Recession's on the way. I don't want to say no doubt, but come on. Like, it's pretty obvious here. Well, here are where the things that we don't know. Is the recession going to be brief? Is the recession going to be shallow? Uh, is... Is the recession um, underway here imminently or is it a little bit further out? As an investor, have we already priced in a recession, right? Because we're talking about economics right now, not the economy. Uh, markets have been pricing in bad news for 12 months or more, depending on what you're looking at here. You can't tell me some of the tech names that are down 50 60 70% on the year haven't priced in higher rates. And frankly, if we get into a recession – in the next, say, six months, is the Federal Reserve cutting interest rates. And the yield curve is right-sizing, even though we're in the middle of a recession, right? Because investors are looking forward to what's going to happen here, not what's going to happen, happen, what's happening at this very moment, right? It's the old Wayne Gretzky skate to where the puck is going. So, you know, understand what the what the yield curve is telling you. It's telling you that a recession is likely ahead, what does that mean for you as an investor? Well, the answer is different because uh, a lot of bad news has been priced in. We could also see the Federal Reserve cutting rates. You know, the uh, interestingly here in 2018, when we, or I'm sorry, in 2019, when we had that yield curve inversion episode on the podcast, that's the most popular here. It was only four or five months later that the Federal Reserve, was it even four or five months, maybe three months later, the Federal Reserve actually started cutting interest rates in 2019, was a great year for stocks. Uh, so you know, beware of what you're reading with these headlines. Yes, the yield curve is inverted on the twos and tens. Yes, the yield curve is inverted on the three-month three T-bail to the 10-year treasury. And yes, that means a recession is likely on a on the way. I say likely because nothing's ever for sure, but man, this is a pretty good indicator that we, this is around the corner. What does that mean for you as an investor? Well, that's an entirely different question that needs to be answered probably by your you as an investor or your financial advisor that you work with. If you haven't considered how a yield curve inversion and how a recession affects your portfolio and your retirement and you don't have a financial advisor or you need a second opinion on what you're up to, email us at info at Fordfg.com and we can kind of take a look at things and see how does it shape up for twenty twenty three? You know, that's the, that's really the question. I nobody's investing for November and December of twenty twenty two. Everyone's looking forward now to what does it look like next summer? Is the Federal Reserve cutting rates because it, uh, unemployment's going higher, right? The Fed has been able to crank interest rates up because they have a dual mandate of cutting of, uh, price stability and full employment. Well, if we've got full employment, they only need to focus on price stability. But if we're in a recession, unemployment's going higher, uh, now they have to juggle between these two things. And so this is going to be interesting to see how it shapes up in 2023. We will actually have a handful of things coming later this year and early next year, later in 2022, early 2023. With our, with our outlook, our, our year outlook for 2023. Uh, we'll do a webinar. We, we I will do a brief podcast kind of summarizing some of this so you can look forward to that as well. So we'll keep kind of looking at these things. I think it's interesting how history is repeating itself. I suspect this is going to be a fairly popular episode uh, given the headlines that we've got on the yield curve inversion uh, and just judging by... Uh, April of 2019 and the interest in the subject back then, I would say all of us, despite COVID as investors, have done pretty well since April of 2019. So even though the yield curve is a pretty solid indicator of recession, it's certainly not anything that you need to be afraid of. I'm going to leave it right there. My name is Brian Olman. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.
1: The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through lpl financial member finra and sipc investment advice is offered through ford financial group a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from lpl the opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual all performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results all indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.